Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, you know what's Taz and Moose. You know what's Taz and Moose. Hey. Ah, yes, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. Mike, Pete, across the way. Bogus, your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern time. We go here on this Thursday morning. We're going to chat with Corey Chavis coming your way in about 20-plus minutes from now. Uh, CBS Sports College football analyst, uh, founder of DraftNasty.com. Before that, what do you need to know here on this Thursday? Here we go, the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. The latest surrounding Colin Kaepernick's Saturday's workout. Uh, yes, so Colin Kaepernick is going to be working out Saturday down at the Falcons practice facility, uh, you know, in Atlanta, um, just outside of Atlanta. Um, and there's, you know, speculation in terms of, you know, just how legitimate this is. Is it a PR stunt, isn't it? You heard that from Eric Reed, the Panthers safety, former Niner, took a knee with Kaepernick when they were both members of the San Francisco 49ers a handful of years ago, Taz. Uh, there's been some where, you know, they, I guess Kaepernick's camp at one point in time thought that they were going to, it was going to be known to them uh, in terms of what teams were going to be at the workout or the pro day, however way you want to look at it or describe it. Uh, now the NFL is saying they never told Kaepernick's camp that, and that's not going to be released. We know reportedly there's about seven, eight, nine teams that are going to be down there as of now. We're 48 hours out. There's people uh, calling into question why it wasn't held on a Tuesday when most workouts are held in the National Football League at different practice facilities all across this great country. Why is it on a Saturday? There's college football going on. You know, it's not easy to get to game day on Sunday. So there's a lot that goes into this. You know, is it is it a PR stunt where the NFL is trying to save face? I wouldn't say that's completely out of the realm of conversation. Right. Yep. No, I, I, I think that's part of the equation. I think the NFL is maybe trying to right or wrong. Okay, is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. But you can't. no one can argue that it's not an opportunity. It is an opportunity for Kaepernick to show his wares and where he is physically for the teams that decide to show up and watch him work out. No doubt. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and we talked a lot about this earlier in the show here. And... Anytime you're out there on a field in any way, shape, or form, or in front of a camera, or on a microphone, you're auditioning. You are auditioning. It, 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 no matter if you're the starter of a team or not, you're always auditioning. And that's the truth. Anybody who's a performer of any level knows that. You have to look at things that way. So this is a true, you know, a true tryout. It's a pro day. Um, you know, the whole Saturday thing, I, to me, it's not a big deal. I mean, I understand, like, look, you're not going to get any head coaches that come watch the day before their NFL game that watch Kaepernick, you know, in Atlanta, but you don't need it. You have your GM there. You have scouts there from you that work under contract to your team, you know, with all video and iPhones, you, they, you know, head coaches can see, and they trust their GMs. They trust their scouts. How do he look? How is this? How's his release point? How's his foot speed? How do he look physically? How is his body fat? How, you know, how, was he lean? Did he look fast? He looks slow. 
All of that you're going to get from a pro day. What you're not going to get is how's you look when, when there's a linebacker coming A-gap on him full speed and he's under pressure. What you're not going to get is you know, how's he fitting the ball between a safety and a corner that's converging on, on, a, on a slant on, on a receiver. You know, you're not going to get those type things in a pro day. How quick is his release when there's pressure on him, his decision-making, and all that. But the Saturday thing doesn't bother me. I mean, really, it's like, and these GMs get on a plane and jump on a private plane and at the NFL game the next day anyway. What's the big deal? Right, and I, I don't I don't disagree with you. Um, and I think we're starting to nitpick here. It's any way you cut it. It was never going to be perfect, uh, even if it was on a Tuesday and the list was not provided. We'll see if Kaepernick ends up with a job. We discussed a lot earlier. Oh. Check out the podcast, radio.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast has. You're more of the belief that Kaepernick We'll get a job out of this. I don't I know am. if that's necessarily the case. I am. No, I, I know, and I'm surprised you're saying that. I really thought for sure you'd be thinking the same thing. I don't know why. I just thought you did. You know, it's interesting, though. I mean, it might be a tough question for you to answer because you don't, you're not too sure he's going to get a gig. But who do you think would be the right fit for him? Who do you think pulls the trigger on him? I mean, would it be a Seahawks to have a guy behind, you know, behind Russell Wilson? You know what I mean? Would it be... Uh, would it be the Panthers? You know, once you know, we we know you know the kid Allen's there, and you know it looks like what's his name, Cam Newton's going to move on and all that kind of jazz. Would it be them? You know, would it be the Bears? Maybe Newton doesn't go to the Bears. Maybe they maybe they like maybe they see Kaepernick, and maybe it's the Bears. Yeah, maybe it's the uh, maybe it is the Bears. Uh I'll tell you though, Taz, if I am Carolina and I believe Kyle Allen is the guy, I'm not bringing Kaepernick aboard. Right. Do you, I see what, no, you, I you know what I'm saying? I'm not bringing somebody in that uh, then is going to put undue or unnecessary pressure on my starting quarterback, aside from the pressure to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think that would be, I think for them, they would do a disservice to Kyle Allen. They might, they might cause a regression uh, in his play because then it comes down to Taz. If he has a bad game, why didn't Kaepernick play? Well, you of know, course, but I, I, you see I, what I, I do see what you're if, saying. If I believe I, in Kyle Allen. Now, if you mean to tell me Carolina likes Kyle Allen now, but they don't believe he's their quarterback of the future, then that's a different scenario. But if I'm if I'm part of that Carolina brain trust and, and I say Kyle Allen's going to be our guy, I've seen enough, he can make all the throws, we love him, he's going to be our guy, I don't know if I'm Carolina, I bring him in. I don't know if there's a perfect landing spot for him around the NFL. Yeah. To answer uh, your question. Yeah, I, I, I mean – it's, what we said, it's something like ten teams, I believe, going to the uh, going to as of right now. As yes. of right now, um, I don't know, man. I, I think if he if Kaepernick goes on Saturday in Atlanta and he is throwing the ball great and he's got a, a ton of zip on the ball and his foot speed looks on point, he's going to be in good shape. Just his body type alone, he's a tall, lean built guy. He's, I remember seeing him play when he played at Nevada years ago, and he was in college. And I was like, "This guy's unbelievable." He looks the same physically; like he, his body hasn't. Like when you yeah. watched him in the NFL from college, like he ha- he hasn't. Like he's just, you know, something. About, he's got just good genetics, you know. Like he's a young athlete still, and you know, if he's on point and he's moving great, and his foot speeds there, and his ball releases there, and and all that stuff, I'm telling you, man, it also he's a draw. People, you're going to sell more tickets with this guy there. I don't care if he's a starter or not. Just him on your roster. It, it's it, it politically, it feels right. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. Like these are these are these are big comp, comp, these teams are all big corporations. You know, so 
He's going to end up somewhere, man. In he Miami is. Dolphins, if you're looking for a bridge guy before they start their true, young quarterback, true, because true. I don't think Rosen's there, obviously, um, you know, for the duration down there in South Beach. You look at Tennessee, you got Tannehill at quarterback. They obviously have turned the page on Marcus Mariota. He could be an option. The Cincinnati Bengals, as they start, uh, you know, Finley at quarterback now, uh, a rookie, and, and as their starter, Andy Dalt, was sent to the bench. That could be an option. The Denver Broncos, who will be there on Saturday, I think uh, present an option as well. Joe Flacco, that scenario before he went down to injury has been an absolute disaster. You know, the Chiefs, Raiders, and Chargers, I just don't see it. Uh, the Bears are looking for a quarterback. Um, I, Atlanta's not. Tampa reportedly is not. Carolina, I don't think is. New Orleans, obviously, is not. San Francisco, Seattle, the Rams, and Arizona, none of those teams are looking for a quarterback. Um, you know, those, you know, at, at first glance, those are, you know, the three or four teams I would say that would be most intrigued in bringing uh, Colin Kaepernick aboard. Yeah, I, you mentioned the Dolphins. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I mentioned only as a bridge guy. Yeah, no, here's why. And he's, they're going to be in attendance on Saturday watching the workout. Well, do you remember, if you remember this, Stephen Ross, the owner, right? Yeah. He, he, hosted a fundraiser for President Trump and, did. and quit the NFL Social Justice Committee. Yep. So then the whole Kenny Stills thing and, and openly critical was of Ross and was traded to Houston. So I don't know, man. That that might be a little bit I of a understand that, but with that be with all that uh with all of that history, Taz, they might try and undo a lot of wrong. Good point. Yeah. I that, mean that's, that's true. That's yeah. a possibility that's as a well. Good point. That's I mean a good maybe point. they've maybe they've seen Olive Branch Jones, as correct. We call it. I mean that yeah. that could be a possi- possibility as well. So there you go. Uh I'm not saying it's likely that he's going down to Miami because of all that, but um I mentioned a, t- a team in terms of looking for maybe a bridge quarterback. All right, next. Number 2. Report NFL NFLPA make progress on new CBA that could include 17 game season. Correct. So a lot of, you know, info, the, a lot of info. So they're you know they're making some progression here. What's the concession that the uh, owners are going to give the players? It'd be a bigger cut of the pie. Um, you know, 17 games. We don't know if it will be a buy or a double buy. Minimizing, limiting the preseason games, obviously by one. How much further in the month of February? There's obviously a lot of things that need to be worked out. But if you want more relevant football, uh, it seems like we're inching our way toward more relevant football. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, and, you know, we, we talked a lot about it earlier. I mean, in good conversation, people called the show about it, you know, about this topic. I think people want more NFL football. I don't think the XFL, I mean, look, I, yeah, I hope they do well, but I, they, they, we know this. They're not going to bring strong, top elite level football. It's just they, they don't have, they're not going to have the talent. Uh, same thing we saw with the AAF, complete, you know, you know, Poop City Jones. It just didn't work. You know, so, um, I, I think if you had another week here, I think people are going to love it. If you could figure it out to keep the players healthy, give them that rest, like two bye weeks, like we're saying, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff, I think I think maybe it could happen. Um, I don't remember who threw it out here, if it was you or when Andrew was in here or Caller, but the whole London Jones, the whole doing the thing across yeah, the pond. Yeah, I mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if you feel that. Well, that's not going away. I don't know if they go it to where every they have a game every week over in. London. I don't. I don't know if they go that avenue, Taz. But yeah. you're going to get more and more of it. Uh, they love London. Yeah. They love the the financial impact on the league. Listen, uh, and the exposure and generating more fans across the pond. I have to say this. Okay, it's very important for my own personal brand. I have a lot of fans for a lot of years from the UK. I've been to the UK a lot in my career. It's a great place. All different parts of the UK have been. 
I'm not knocking. I know you didn't say this, but I have to. This is just my commentary. I am not knocking the United Kingdom, London, none of that. Manchester, Sheffield, none of that. Sheffield, I love it all there. I like my NFL football America. Mm. American football, Red Meat Jones, that's me. That's how I like it. I got you. It has nothing to do. I have I have no heat, no, no heat at all with the UK. I just want you to know that. I got gotcha. you. I, I didn't think you did. I just didn't think you like games across the across the way. Sometimes people can say things that people like me and people take me out of context. You made it perfectly clear. Thank you. Moose. All right. Next, <laughs> number three, Verlander and Degrom win Cy Young awards. Uh, they do. Uh, Verlander got 17 of the 30. Degrom 29 of the 30. More decisive victory for Jacob Degrom and Big Jake. Uh, for the Mets, wins his second consecutive Cy Young, and here he is, MLB Network, after the honor. This game will humble you quick, and, um, you know, last year I didn't seem to really have any. It, it was kind of smooth sailing all year, but this year uh, to kind of recover from that little rough patch and, and, and figure out a way to get it done. Well, there you have it. He did about a three- or four-start stretch in which he really struggled, and people were saying, what the hell's going on here? Then he settled down, got better and better and more dominant as the game went along. Uh, and as the season went along, uh, Taz, well-deserved honor. He's right there as the best pitcher in all of Major League Baseball. Remarkable season once again. Statistically not as dominant in 19 as he was in 18, but really, you're splitting hairs. He wasn't that far off. I mean, I the, know, ERA I was, well, the ERA was three-quarters of a run higher, give or take. Uh, but he was pretty close to just as good as he was uh, a year ago, uh, or two years ago, I should say now. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, as a Mets fan, I'm happy about it. You know, and I, he's great. Grom's great. Love him. I mean, every Mets fan loves him. He yeah. really is. And you know, what, what we have, a, you know, we joked around a lot about it the other day. But you know, you brought it up. You know, we have a guy who wins a massive award offensively, uh, then a guy who wins a massive award in this case now defensively, and uh, my Met team can't uh, go to the postseason. Like, it's just disappointing. That part, I don't want to be negative Nelly, I'm just being honest. I'm being honest, uh, not negative Nelly, honest homie. That's probably wrong. Honest Herbie. I'm trying to do an HH thing now. So you agreed with what okay. I said? Yeah. Okay. But the other day, you, you guys were because jumping on me. Because I didn't like me. what you said it the other day. Now oh, you're speaking I, like a gentleman. I the other day the you, were, you were being passive-aggressive, being a wise guy. I was saying, I was saying is it disappointing? A bogus storming the room. I mean, Baseglia agreed with me. I did agree. Yeah, Bellotti well, but, did not. Yeah. Baseglia did. Then you jumped on Baseglia for saying, how how dare you? And yeah. now you come around two days later after Big Jake wins the Cy Young. You said the year was a disappointment. Well, because when Thank Alonzo, no, listen, because Alonzo, okay, wins Rookie of the Year. Yes. And you're and for National League, and you're making little, little cracks, little comments. Pete knows what I mean. I didn't we, make Pete any cracks or comments. You made comments. Met fans are so sensitive. Like I, I, I did not make a comment or didn't make a crack. I shouldn't say all Met fans. The Met fan that I, the Met fans I see on a regular. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> yeah, me, Mike, and Pete, yes, and Andrew, and Bogus, yeah, and Bogus. Right. Yeah. You well, guys are a sensitive crew here because it's it's the mm-hmm. tone of my voice. You don't like the way I say championship when no. I talk about the national. <laughs> no, I don't like the pause before <laughs> the word it championship. Was the pause. I yeah, don't like the, the pause. Right. The pregnant pause. Before or the I, eye contact. I didn't right, like Max that either. Max Scherzer yeah. of your world champion. Yeah. I didn't like any Washington national. Not right. There's no reason. It must be the 33 years of utter futility when it comes to the World Series. There it is. Fertility. 
you heard that. Futility. Futility. Not fruitility. Thank you. I know I can't spell that. <laughs> Pete, there's a good chance you can. P-H. No, it's F-U. There right. we go. No, I'm just saying the spelling. I'm just sorry. <laughs> the layup. He just put a lot of T for me. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, say? You put a lot of T, dude. Justin Verlander. <laughs> I, I, I would have given my vote to Garrett Cole and the Houston Astros, his teammate and soon-to-be ex-teammate, as he had free agency this offseason. Uh, I thought he had a, a better year. I get why Verlander won it. 21 wins, 21-6. and six, Led the American League. He was second in the RA to Cole. Second in strikeouts to Cole. Uh, he had an unbelievable year. I'm not saying that Verlander wasn't deserving. I would, if I had a vote and I don't, I would have given my vote to Garrett Cole. Yeah, uh, but he didn't get it. So I agree. Verlander, a lot of people upset over that. Yeah, too. social media was going nuts. Verlander and Degrom, your American League Cy and American League and National League Cy Young Award winners uh, in 2019. We'll come back. Corey Chambers will join Taz and myself, college football analyst for CBS Sports DraftNasty.com. It's a Thursday morning. You know where you're at. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Moose? Go ahead, sir. All right. No, you can go. Three, two, one, go. No, we're all good. We're all good. Do your thing. You got stuff going on. I know. I'll do it next break. We're good. Uh, no, I'm just, I just, I, I I'm not going to apologize. To Andrew Bogus was in here now, but you know the Doc Rivers story was actually a good story. I said Excuse I'm me. glad it's on the run sheet. I'm glad that Andrew Bogus talked to Mikey B and told Mike we should cover it on the show and their meeting they had this morning. Yeah, so that's great. Good job, Andrew. Well done. Thank you, guys. I appreciate Thanks that. Thanks for being an assistant producer here. Again, I'm, just, I'm here for Taz and Moose. Moose oh, and Taz. Thank you very much. I yeah. feel the love. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know Thank what? You. I mean, you got to love people while you have them, man. That's all I'm going to say. It. You got to love them while you have them. Jeez. Yep. Hug your loved ones. My God. Uh, let's let's pick it up here a little bit. The bogus face was great. Uh, bogus. <laughs> let's get the one you <laughs> Hit the update. Let's get to the explosion. Moose. Taz. Oh the Boston Celtics lost oh, in Philly geez. on opening night. They haven't lost since. Marcus Smart straight away finds Kemba. Good luck. Right side three. Got it. For the first time in 27 years, the Celtics have scored 140 points. Suggestion. Can I make an a suggestion, Andrew? Of course you can. Okay, this this sound that you just played, that you just basically blew my eardrums. Yeah, I don't out. I don't remember being that loud outside. I apologize. But not just that. The way can you utilize a little fading technique coming into it? Can you utilize that? Talk I, to some of the production people here. Fading into what? The, the or- it, play it exploded. Play, play the audio. Marcus Smart straight away. It just came in hard. Oh, it's yeah. very loud. That's my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, come on, Moose. You were great at this job when you were young doing that Andrew does. What, fading in and out audio? It was no, my just, top of my list. No, I'm saying. See, now, wise guy. See, I'm saying, no, you were a... Right you are an update gentleman Left just like faded. Andrew is. Yeah. All I'm saying is can we utilize some professionalism and decorum yeah. and don't... That's usually on the person, though, that... that, uh, that Edit, it, record yeah. it and cut it. But, True, but I but I also it, it falls on Andrew. I know how honest. to fix it, and I didn't hear it that it needed to be fixed. Oh, so you that's didn't on listen me. to it. No, right. no, I listened to it. I just didn't notice that it was that harsh gotcha. as the beginning. All right. Well, you were in earmuffs while you were listening to I it. I no, was no, in no. the bathroom with Barry Trotz. <laughs> Taz no. has got ears like Dr. Dre. Go ahead. 
That was very loudly Sean Grandy on Celtics Radio, by the way. Uh, 140-133, the final count over the Wizards in Beantown. That's a nine-game win streak for Boston. And as Sean Grandy mentioned, the 140, the most points they've scored since 1992. Kemba Walker at 25, 23 for Jason Tatum, 22 for Jalen Brown, Bradley Beal, 44 in the loss. The Lakers are 9-2 and two after throttling the Warriors, 120-94. The Raptors kept the Blazers struggling, 114-106. Portland's dropped 6 oh. of 7, just 9 points last night for Damian Lillard. And down in Houston, the Clippers tried everything but couldn't stop James Harden. Hart around a Chandler pick. Hart pulls up, pulls back a 3. Good! Oh my goodness! James Harden in the clutch! What a shot! Timeout, Clippers, Houston up seven. The man's got 42. He's unguardable. Craig Ackerman on Rockets Radio, 47 for Harden in the 102-93 victory. Things happened late in this game involving Doc and Austin Rivers, as I think you have already heard about today. Yeah, we don't uh, need to go there. Right. Yeah, we, covered it. we covered it awesomely Just, also. Yeah. College Hoops last night, number 16, Ohio State took it to 10th-ranked Villanova in Columbus, 76-51. And VCU took down number 23, LSU, in Richmond, 84-82. Now, as both of you guys know, Will Wade, who's now the head coach at LSU, was the head coach at VCU in his VCU contract. If he was to take another job, he had to bring that school to VCU or pay VCU $250,000 they played the game, and they took the loss last mm. night. Yes. Wow. wow. Uh-huh. Something. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're welcome for that nugget. Thank you. Uh, it's the <laughs> nerd alert. It's the Browns and Steelers on Thursday Night Football, 820 Eastern kickoff in Cleveland. Back on Monday Night Football, Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett suffered a severely bruised shin. Uh, an alarming amount of swelling kept him in the hospital overnight, but he reportedly flew back to Seattle and apparently could play after their bye this weekend. Jacob DeGrom's ERA after mid-May was 1.98. He finished with a sub-one whip, so the Mets' righty won his second consecutive Cy Young last night. Justin Verlander took home AL honors. The MVPs are named tonight. And hockey, the Capitals, got by the Flyers 2-1 in a shootout. That is a 13-game point streak for Washington. Guys? All right, let's welcome aboard right now Corey Chavis, uh, CBS Sports College football analyst, founder of DraftNasty.com. Uh, hey, Corey, Taz of the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. What's up, Corey? Hey, how y'all been doing, fellas? Good, We've been good. good. good We've man. been good. Hopefully you're doing well, too. Um, and you do great work, and we love chatting with you, Corey, and, and talk a little college football with you. Uh, you know, when, uh, you know, right now, with the way that – and he's obviously the overwhelming favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. You know, Is Joe Burrow the best quarterback prospect in the country? I don't think you can make that conclusion. I, I do believe that what he's done this year – has put himself in an unbelievable position, and he has all the tools that uh, all the next level of uh, evaluators want to see. Um, I, I think there's a lot of competition out there still for him uh, for the number one spot. I know people have questioned maybe how much of a true alpha dog Justin Herbert is, right? But, you know, I've seen him play in person, and I've seen how his teammates uh, kind of respond to him. I don't know that he's the leader and has the moxie maybe that a Burrow has, but at the end of the day, I still think that there uh, are avenues of success for both quarterbacks at the next level in terms of early, being early-round picks. Uh, talking about Loa, uh, certainly still one of the better placement passers available, and you're going to have to weigh that. And then what Jalen Hurts has done, and 
and I'm leaving out some guys as, as well, but those are just some of the names that come to mind right. Uh, right off the bat. Certainly Jordan Love from Utah State hasn't had the year many expected, but when I watched the LSU film uh, from earlier this year, I, I thought he still showed pretty much everything you want to see in an NFL starter. You know, Corey, when you say uh, Tua is one of the better placement passers, explain. Well, I think I'll give you an example. Uh, last week, when uh, there was a it was a slant route potentially that uh, you saw Jerry Judy drop, and it was man coverage, and and basically you got the guy on your outside shoulder, and he puts it right to the inside hip, away from uh, the defender, where you actually could continue to run. And the same thing he did later on on a post route, and then. When he ran a, a, a corner route, which is a route that kind of is an, maybe in an arrow formation and out to the sideline uh, for you know, our listeners uh, in the end zone, he threw the ball towards the actual end, the sideline marker where really only he could catch it. And he does those things on a regular basis. For me, with him, it's just durability. I, I think that's the big question as well as his size. Uh, great breakdown right there, Corey. So let me ask you, man, if the draft was right now, tonight, hypothetically, right? You know, as far as the quarterback position, uh, who's the first quarterback that goes? Is it Burrow? Is it is it Hurts? Is it Tua? Is it is it Jake Fromm? Is it Eason? Is it Love? Who would you say your one and two would be right now if the draft was tonight for quarterback? Well, definitely not Eason. I, I definitely think he should go back. I think he has one more year. But uh, in terms, of, and I and I do like him too. I thought that was a great another good name you brought up. Right, but right. Let's look at. Cincinnati, right, they will be the team picking first. And I believe that sometimes uh, coaches have a tendency to draft guys within the mold of the last guy they just drafted. And I think probably the guy that's the closest really to Ryan Finley, but maybe some people will consider an upgrade, would probably be Burrow. I think he fits uh, what Taylor wants to do mm. um, in terms of their system. And I'm saying that, you know, I believe that he should get you know, every opportunity to come back regardless of their record and put right, a system right. in place. Right, right. I think Burrow uh, would, would would actually fit their system best. And I think what we keep hearing with all these quarterbacks in the NFL is system, right? I think Burrow fits their system best. Uh, we're talking to Corey Chavis, uh, college uh, football analyst for CBS Sports Draft, com. Corey, is Chase Young the best college football player in America? I think he has been this year. I, I, you know, you want to see him still develop. I think a lot of people, I, I've seen him play in person as well, and, and it was actually his freshman year. And it, you know, and it was good to see him in that game because you had Tyquan Lewis out there, you had Nick Bosa, you had so many, you had two other homes and, and, and basically a number of other defensive linemen that are draft uh, that, that got drafted, and he stood out. And, and it wasn't so much. He's one of those situations you see him right away and you say, okay, who's that? And so he's that kind of prospect. Uh, I definitely want to see him enhance uh, his fast rush variety. Um, and, and I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how he tests in terms of comparing him to the clownies and guys like that because um, that's going to be an interesting case study for me because when he came out of high school, he didn't run real well. Mm. Uh, Corey, so you mentioned a little while ago, right? We were sitting here chatting, and you were mentioned about um, Tua's durability. So, uh, concerns over his health. I mean, like going forward, once he's once he's playing on Sundays. I mean, once as 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 NFL teams evaluate him. I mean, you know, does the off season give him that time? Obviously, it's going to give him that time to kind of recover and get his body back a hundred. 
But still, you know what I mean? Like, do you feel like, like he could get that stigma? Or does he have it kind of a little bit already of, I don't want to say he's injury prone, but you kind of know where I'm going. I mean, speak on that so a little you're, bit. You're deep. going in the right direction. Yeah, I know. I hate to say it because he's such a young guy. You know, I hate saying it. You know, you don't want to see that, right? You know? No, you don't. But one thing I can guarantee most of your listeners, and you've got a lot of them, and and I think the one thing about it, most of them want to know what is durability, right? You know, why is people talk about that? Because don't worry about that. He won't get hurt. You're telling me that a kid who got hurt in college is not going to suddenly become healthy at the next level. It's the number one thing I evaluate. I mean, because I don't want to be – Somebody who says, "Okay, well, I'm looking at all these kids, and I'm smarter than science." Right, right. And science says if you get hurt, there's a large probability, particularly if you get surgery. You know, that's one of the reasons why I never wanted to get surgery when I'm playing. I was going to do whatever it took to stay on the field without going under the knife. Once you get cut on, I mean, we got one person on this call who knows all about that type of stuff. Once you get surgery, you're going to probably have it again. It's inevitable. That when you get injured, the probability rises tenfold. You know, Corey, you know, covering college football for CBS Sports, everything you do with the draft, you know, and, and the latest college football playoff rankings, uh, you know, came out earlier in the week. Yeah, and, and you're around the college game, and, and you do a fantastic job at what you do, and you know it backwards and forwards. What's the be- Who's the best team in college football right now? Well, uh, uh, really, man, I, I think a lot of people was – will point to the LSU victory and say that they're the best team. The best team is Clemson. And until you show me that you can beat Clemson, uh, then I'm, that's who I'm going with. I said that earlier this year to somebody, and I was saying I actually like the North Carolina win. They like, wait a minute, you like the win over North Carolina? Yeah, I do. North Carolina beat South Carolina in the first game of the season. Guess what? South Carolina beat Georgia in Athens. I mean, so we can't just start determining – what wins we like and we don't like. Sometimes it's about, you know, maybe picking out some of those common opponents. But for me, I think Clemson top to bottom, I like seeing teams have close games. Um, I like the fact that Alabama came back a week ago. Um, I, I think the fact that Oregon lost a tough game to Auburn shouldn't be shouldn't, – you shouldn't put that against them. You know, that game came right down to the Hail Mary at the end. So I think Utah and Tyler Huntley is – is incredible on third down. Best third down quarterback in the nation. Nobody's talking about him. And their defense is tremendous. But if I had to say the best team top to bottom, um, it would be Clemson. The best team that has played so far this year has been Ohio State. And I went to the Penn State-Minnesota game a week ago. Minnesota's better than people think. Mm. I was just going to ask you about Minnesota, man, because they moved up to that eighth spot. And, you know, I mean, they're sitting 9-0, and and, man, they're, they're, I've never seen them play live. I'm, I, I'm interested to hear your breakdown a little more. I mean, you think they could win out here, obviously, and then move up even further? Actually, I don't. I, I, think, I think they're going to have some hiccups down on ahead. Hey, they may have a hiccup this week. I think they play Iowa. They play so, Iowa at I, Iowa. I, Iowa's tough at Kinnick, too. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely, yeah. and they, they're going to have a tremendous challenge because I don't know how as, as impressive as their line was a week ago, which I felt like was a surprise of the game to me. Their offensive line, man, man, they got a four hundred pound, uh, you know, tackle Jeez. who has light on his feet. I mean, they've got some pretty. The offensive line shocked me last week, to be quite frank, because mm. I came to watch the Penn State defensive line. Right, and their offensive yeah. line kind of bullied them at times, um, and and they really Tanner Morgan played outstanding. Uh, the best player on the field was Rashad Bateman, but. I really believe overall 
when it comes down to it, that's going to be the big question for them is the line on the, the defensive line. I didn't think Penn State's offensive line played its best game a week ago. Um, that will be what's interesting to me watching them moving forward, their defensive line and and really the overall lack of size there. And Corey will be on the uh, South Florida and Cincinnati game on Saturday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time on CBS Sports Network. Corey, curious because it's a huge matchup because they're undefeated in the Big 12, and we know the Big 12 doesn't play a lot of defense, but – but what about the job that Matt Rule has done with Baylor as they get set to take on if, – and if they beat Oklahoma and Texas next couple of weeks, I mean, they're going to go – there's going to be a precipitous jump in the in those uh, CFP polls. But what about the job that Rule's done in Baylor? Man, he's, done a, he's done a tremendous job. And, and then once again, I, I love your point about the defense and the lack thereof in the Big 12 because the best defense in the Big 12 is Baylor's. You know what I'm saying? Well, after TCU um, – so and and those teams are you know roughly ranked in twenty third, thirty first nationally in defense. But but Baylor's defense is is going to really present a different challenge, I believe, for for Jalen Hurts. I mean, think back a couple of weeks ago against Kansas State. Um, I think they just really lost the time of possession battle in that game. Uh, I think that's one of the things that's going to be important for Baylor is being able to run the football. Offensively, they, they they've been kind of struggling a little bit. I thought Charlie Brewer would. Um, take the next step. I really like him as a quarterback in terms of being able to control the game. Uh, he's a guy that's l- that late in the game, though you want the ball in his hands. Uh, I-, I believe he's a, a, a underrated player, and with their, they really have one of the better NFL prospects at receiver and Mims. I'd be interested to see how Oklahoma matches there. But when these two teams played a year ago, man, it, it-, it was it was really not close. Sixty six thirty three. Um, we're going to find out a lot about how much Baylor has improved defensively under Phil Snow uh, this Saturday. You know, Corey, uh, you know, final one for you. When, as you're going through all your stuff that you do and watching all as much college football as you do, if you look ahead to next April in the NFL draft, it all depends obviously on, on, you know, what juniors come out and underclassmen and the like, but, you know, is this is this draft class going to be you know as quarterback rich as many people believe it's going to be? And where do you think the strengths of this draft is going to be? Well, I think the, the quarterbacks in, in terms of the draft are probably going to get pushed up a little bit. Maybe some of the other positions aren't quite as strong. I like the cornerback position. I think a lot of the cornerbacks in the draft. Um, I, I definitely think there's some edge rushers. Uh, some again, you know, last year we we talked a lot about defensive linemen. I think you're going to get some good running backs in this year's class. I know that's not necessarily a, a sex position, you know, for people, but receivers, there's a lot of depth at receiver. I mean, heck, you could have three guys from Alabama going the first round from a receiver. So if you start really looking at the depth of the draft, at the skill positions, uh, and, and then at the quarterback position, yeah. I mean, I think that the, the, the class we talked about, you talked about East and I talked about Love. And those guys, any other year, you know, should be considered potential first-rounders. So a lot of depth in the class, and we talked about the front-end prospect at the top, Young. Uh, That makes it a pretty good class. I'm looking forward to just seeing how it develops. Corey Chavis, DraftNasty.com, college football analyst for CBS Sports. Check him out on the broadcast on Saturday night, Cincinnati and South Florida. 
uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time on CBS Sports Network. Hey, Corey, thank you for the time this morning. We always appreciate the time and chatting with you. Thanks so much, Corey. No, no doubt, man. I really appreciate y'all having me on, man. Y'all have a great morning, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, Take you care, as well. See you, man. He's as good as it gets. He really He's is. Best. I love the guy. I mean, Corey does no, a great really job. He does a great job. He, he does. Job. And breaking down film, I mean, he gave you, and it's difficult to do on radio, Taz, but when I asked him about being a placement thrower, mm. how he can verbalize and explain it, and simplify it yep, so that yep. everyone can analyze it. It's, it's different when you're on a dry erase board right, you know, right. or, or when you're looking at sure. film, but he basically explained it to the point where I think everyone could understand what he was talking about, Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. fantastic. We'll yep. come back. We got the, uh, the undercard and a holiday party update. We'll get into that next. Oh. It's Taz and the Moose with you on this Thursday, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. That's right. On a Thursday morning, tomorrow morning, remember, we'll take you 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time right here on CBS Sports Radio. we got your college and NFL picks coming your way, wrapping up the week. It's been a fantastic week. Corey Chavis, if you missed any of the show this morning, hop online, download the podcast, radio.com, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, anywhere really you get your podcast. And we appreciate, well, uh, we've just got latest email from uh, Tony and the guys at, uh, at NRCOM, and uh, the numbers have been great. Oh, oh those emails. Yeah, yeah no, numbers have the been great, the download numbers, yeah. Speaking of uh, just... You said the word podcast. I thought about the Taz Show. Yes. So if you need any wrestling content, you want to download the Taz Show. Uh, you know wherever you get your podcast. And uh, yeah, it's going to pod- the Taz Show uh, and my content. Once twenty twenty hits, going to change a little bit. It's going to be good. Nice. Good. It's great now. Go. It's going nice to be even tease. better. Yeah, it's going to be some new stuff. It's gonna be maybe even uh, yeah, it's just going to be a lot of different. I can't. Remember. I almost said a lot of stuff right here, but I stopped myself. But, yeah, the download numbers for this particular podcast for Taz and the Moose has been spectacular. Yeah, it's very uh, good. Yeah, it's been very good. Now, you mentioned something about a holiday party, and I've heard this scuttlebutt about these. We yeah, talked December about it last 9th, year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea when the date was. Well, you're not checking your company email. That's why. Right. And the thing is. It would have something to do with it? I have zero interest. If I went to the company party, there'd be police involvement. Oh. So it's best if I Why don't go be to, case? well, because, well, don't ask that question. Yeah, that's the follow-up. Yeah, so the thing is, Why because would be I would there? probably get drunk, lose my cool, and I'm the type of guy to put my head through a sheetrock wall at the party while I'm drunk and just start throwing oh, okay. stuff around. okay, that's the reason why. Well, and I'd probably, we'd probably, I'd probably have a, I would probably have a... Stop me. Someone stop me. From uh, about, so it's yeah. December 9th yeah. from, what, <laughs> 6 to 9, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Are you guys going? No, probably not. I would say 75% no. But if someone convinced me and did the whole thing, I'd, I'd think about it. Pete's going. I'm not going. Nothing says celebration well, like better. a Monday I Christmas mean, party. At least, it's, <laughs> at, least it's at, a, at least it's at an establishment. They used to have it, it here in the um, – I don't know. I forget. I don't, it's in my email. I don't is know. it on Long Island? A hotel. No, in it's the in the city. I'll oh, forget about it. They're going to pay a, me to go? I'll go. lower Manhattan. No, they're not paying you. No, I know that. No, I mean, if they're, if they're paying me, I'll go. Otherwise, they can take their shrimp cocktail and enjoy it. Okay. Drink their wine, enjoy uh, that. I'm sorry. I'm not healed, dude. I'm sorry. Work, I don't I care, when you dude. work mornings, I, I think it's difficult to do a party from 6 to 9. I got news for you. That's At all. this state in my career, yeah. if I was doing afternoon drive, if I was doing 8 p.m., whatever time this party's going to start, I still wouldn't go. Okay. I have no interest in going to their party. All right. None okay. whatsoever. 
Uh, here we go. And the I don't think you should go either. Well, Are you I, going? I don't know. Hold on, the undercard. Are I'm you not going? Sure. I'm not sure. If I'll be Bruce, you know, I know how you are. You're very, no. You have stuff locked in. Well, no, I have. I have work that night, so I probably will not be work. I will probably not be going. I have my other job. I work. I do TV every day. Seven. Uh, so, I've heard. Yes. Yeah. Why uh, every, are you so nice? All of a sudden, why am I so? Yeah, nice? Why are you so nice? What do you? What do you? Well, mean? I've I, witnessed some. You, the audience have witnessed you being a heel sometimes, and you've been very nice. About this Christmas party. I'm surprised. About the Christmas I thought party? Yeah, I thought there'd be some I, I, I don't hot know, takes. I'm trying to get into the holiday season. What, oh, what do you mean? Oh, I don't go. I, I was criticized once by Eric Spitz for not showing up to the company one, which was held in uh, by the kitchen area. <laughs> and they used to have a couple boom boxes, and they'd have like a bucket full of beer, and, uh, and people would be drinking in the middle of the day. Oh, and uh, they'd have the Dude. distorted sound of 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 Elvis Presley p- screeching in the background. There's no one, platters, and, no and one, one sets w- the tone better than you. I swear, it's funny. No, it really at one is. point in time, like Eric called me up and said, "I was disappointed you did not attend the holiday party." Hmm. I go, I go, Eric. It said it said like three in the afternoon yeah. on like a Wednesday. I go, I, I yeah. went to my, I have work. Plus, I'm I'm not in the city. You know, I've got to. I'm not live in the doing. city. Yeah, yeah. I'm not in the city. It's not a hop, skip, and a jump for me. They get there. He goes, oh, it's good for it's good for you to show your face there. <laughs> I go, <laughs> I go for. I, I go. I, I'm, I hope everyone had a good time. Uh, and then you know, isn't that oh. something? Now Eric has moved his career elsewhere, and you're still here. <laughs> what does that say, <laughs> Mike? You had something to say about this topic. Oh, I had a question, and Moose answered it. Okay. Uh, did you want to that? share with the audience? I mean, what was the question? Wait, I was. What did What did he say? And then Moose just said it. Oh, I said, yeah. You said it, it's good. It's always good for for you to. I'll for, show your face. To show your face, and, and I go, that's fine. I was. I'm sorry. It's. I was earning money someplace else. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm surprised you, Pete. You're not. I pitch you being a big Christmas company guy. Well, I like Christmas parties, but it's just it's the the timing is hard. It's five o'clock in the a- afternoon, and we work a morning show. Yeah, I, I have. I, I, I told you, I gotta be. I can't be any more indignant that if, if I was no, you working. Made your nine, sense. You made it perfectly if I was clear. Nine I to five you. here. Yes, dude, you made it perfectly. I, I would clear. not go. I understand. Yes. I, I'm not. I'm not going to this. Yes, I'm not yes, going to this yes. thing. No, I don't want to go. Three to six. And if they paid me, I'm still not going. Right. The guy that the guy and gal that doesn't even speak a speak a lick of English knows you're not going to the Christmas party. Has no idea what you're saying, but the tone of your voice knows Wait. you're not attending holiday. This party. guy's not going. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going, bro. Not not a shot in hell. Uh, I'd rather. Oh no, I can't say that. I would rather. I would rather take a rusty nail. Okay. Okay, and stick it in the back of my my hamstring, deep, and go and get a tetanus shot, and have them fill it and have pus come out of it from the from the rancid nail. I'll bring in the nail. That is Taz, to that party. Okay? Ho, ho, ho. I, I have no... It has nothing to do with the holiday. I lo, I, you know what? I, I'm going to be... Hey, listen. The I'm holidays tell you something. Great. I'm going... No, no. I'm going to a bunch of Christmas parties, Moose. I am. No, I'm not here. Just not here. I have a family party. Nice. I have my wife's family party. I have friends of mine. I have my cigar friends party. My party. Oh, I have nice. my wrestling friends. We all get yeah. together and have Christmas parties. Nice. Hell, I might go to the AEW Christmas party. I might go up to Connecticut by you and go to the WWE Christmas party. I'm Good just not you. going to this Christmas party. Okay. I am not disgruntled against Christmas or parties. I just have no interest in this company's party. Okay. None whatsoever. I got. They you. shouldn't even hold one. All right. You're on the card here. No, we're out of time. Anyway. Uh, 
Uh, make sure to download the podcast Sorry. every day, uh, Radio.com, Apple Podcast, and, and Stitcher. You've got uh, thank you to Mike <clears throat> and Pete across the way. They did a great job. Remember, join us for a Football Friday tomorrow as we take you 6 to 9 a.m. Oh, yeah. Eastern time here on CBS Sports Radio. We've got college picks. We've got your NFL picks for you. Uh, we'll run through the NFL Sunday and the college football Saturday. That will be two. Uh, and thanks to Corey Chavis for joining us oh, earlier on the hour. Yeah. He did a remarkable job. Good joke, Saz. Enjoy your day, buddy. Thank you. you uh, have Thank a good day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Keep it locked right here. CBS Sports Radio, Taz and the Moose, Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time, right here. CBS Sports Radio. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.